Right, so you two do this every week. You were, you were saying last week about Calvin. He's gone off the boil, he's gone off the boil. Yes. I didn't say that. What's he got done? Yes. It's funny. I'm tough for him. We're, we're, two, we're two for two calling them out and then they win. It's like they need us as inspiration <laughs> to do better. Who's gonna... it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty mental that, isn't it, actually, thinking about it. Who's going to be this week? <laughs> Who have you got this week then, Josh? Um, I don't really know. I don't really know. I'll have to give that one a, a thought. But who's but, up? Who's up there? But hasn't? I'm. I'm going to say James Conrad. James Conrad. Yeah. No. No. I, I, I'm. I'm going to stick with Chris Dickerson. I think he's. He hasn't won for at least a <laughs> week. Two weeks, a week. So. <laughs> so I think I think his game's gone to shit. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with him. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with with Ricky again because I don't think he did that great. Okay. He only won Texas States, and now he's just you know he's, he's back he's to great. he's back to yeah. not winning. I think I think the days of Ricky dominating are over. Do you, Josh? Yeah, he's she's trash. <laughs> he's not trash. Leave him alone. <laughs> All Wait. I'm thinking is, it was nice of Bone to join us. Why? What does that yeah. mean? Just quarter of an hour late, as per usual. Oh, I've got I've got lots to do. Like lots. Like it. I've got a busy job. We've got a busy business. I've got a busy missus. Like. Yeah. I was going and repenting to her because I didn't tell I didn't <laughs> I didn't tell her about uh that I'm playing Quarry Park, so Yikes. That's uh which is in what, two two weekends time now? Yeah, so so what so what you gotta do, let me guess. When when we go to Quarry, you're gonna be going, Right, I've gotta shoot straight after this. I can't hang around. That's what's gonna be, isn't it? Pretty much. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, so I can see it. Cool the hard part about playing tournaments like that is that I feel like you're always thinking about how much time you're taking on the course versus just relaxing and making good throws. If you Josh, be- I don't think it matters. <laughs> oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, uh, yeah, the times I've felt like rushed, I never have done good, but you're going to be there the same amount of time whether you stress about it or not. Yes, so don't, exactly. Don't stress it. Just when it's done, you leave. And the the other the other thing is that I don't want to put too much pressure on myself because it's sort of my home course. I've played it a lot. I'm playing MA4, and I reckon I can place top five if I play right on the day. Do you think that's doable in MA4, Doff? I think it's always doable. You got you you you're capable of it. I won't I just do don't it. Know whether I you, won't I do it. I don't know whether you're. I, I don't know whether you'll do it, and I don't know whether your concentration levels will last. But I hope they do. Yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see, won't we? So anyway, should we should we get the show going? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, it's time for in the chains, the UK-based podcast for amateur disc golfers. Get ready for course reviews, disc reviews and the latest news and updates from the disc golf world. Your hosts will also talk about their own progression and have a lot of fun along the way. And now, here they are, two Brits and one Yang. Let's get started.
Right, welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of In The Chains. And on the tea box tonight with me, as always, we have Monsieur Bowen. Bonjour. Bonjour. And uh, Monsieur Birmingham. <laughs> what the French, French car less incompetent. Oh, we. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way that I, I just went... Bonjour, in a in the most probably accent you've ever heard. Collage or two. What does that mean? Huh? Ta- what is the time? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I used to be pretty good at French as well. I, on a lad's Did holiday you... the once, some mates were trying to chat up some Swiss girls. And I, like, I was like 19, and I was pretty good at French at school. And I was the interpreter between the two I was, because I couldn't speak a word of French. But the Swiss could could hardly speak any English, so wow. I was the interpreter. I can't remember. I can't remember a single thing about Fr- about French now. It was like a game of telephone. They, neither of them probably got the right message. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know, they just slapped us and walked off. I can't. I can't. He, he, he lost. He lost concentration halfway through. Right. So I I won't like sort of divulge any details. But I can't remember how the evening went for the two friends. So, excellent. Well, well, that was a good anecdote. I can't. I've got some more of those. Save them for next week. Right. It, it's a <laughs> it's a semi family show. We know that uh, the Condors kids listen, don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Josh doesn't know the Condor, does he? No. I think I, I think I love. I like. Oh no, we can tell. We can tell. But it's going to end up being the Shane Barron show at some point because we always talk about him. <laughs> but he's got a new nickname for himself. He calls himself the Condor. <laughs> and when he does something good, he sticks his arms out like that. Like, Well, you can't see, but it's not a video podcast. But it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, does, he throw, does he throw the Condor? Uh, yeah, he's got one, hasn't he? Duffy was showing us one, wasn't he? No, he, he borrowed one off somebody yesterday. Oh, okay, I don't mean you. I don't mean you'd heard of it before. Them, right, um, them massive, aren't some... they? Yeah, there there is something that's a little bit sad about making up your own nickname, though, isn't there? Do you not think? I think no. Shane's the kind of bloke who's done it ironically. <laughs> yeah, of course he has. <laughs> I know he has. Really, I only want you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, so, so what? I guess right, that tells me that you guys have been up to some disc golf. Well, <laughs> I've been at a disc golf course with my bag full of discs. Oh. However, I wouldn't necessarily say that I've been playing disc golf because I have been dreadful, Joshua. Oh yeah, absolutely dreadful. Oh, you played? Yeah, I've, yeah. Was this? The I mean, great Western tour? No, 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 no. Uh, we. Me and the missus and the kid went down to uh, London for two nights. Uh, well, oh, for one night, right. two two days, right. one night, and um, we did like forty six thousand steps or something. Oh, here and we go. Is excuses? Is excuse? I'm just putting the excuse out there. Before you told me you were uh, on an electric scooter the whole time, only from the tube station to the hotel. Nice. Um, and uh, we. We went and played on the Saturday. We went and played Fairways, which is the day after. We went and played Fairways and Dinton, and I was absolutely knackered. My feet were throbbing, uh, and it was, I was just dreadful. And I, I'm putting it down. I'm hoping it's down to just tiredness, because 
I felt just so tired and I was a bit grouchy and stuff. So I think it's that. Hopefully you, it's that. You grouchy. I, I felt, yeah, I felt pretty good recently. And then like this weekend, I was like, oh, no, that's, that's crap. Um, yeah, so that that's that's all I've played, but I didn't, I didn't play particularly well. Um, well, I say that. I say that. At Fairways, my score itself, I, I think I was like four... I think I was four down through three or five down through three, something ridiculous. Um, four, four or five up through three oh, holes. I was like, Jesus, I, yeah, dreadful. So and I was losing, <laughs> I was losing my shit. And then after that, I think I picked up like all pars and three birdies. That's so not was a like, bad. It was a de- Why is that a bad it, round? No, it was a decent round after that, but like it was dreadful to begin with, and then it didn't, and it just went downhill from there. Um, but. I don't know. I think I feel like inconsistency is part of MA three long and MA three disc golfer in it. So, <laughs> so this was just casual, though, yeah. Yeah, 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 casual. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Josh? Um, what you? Been yeah. What about to? you? Um, I played the show that was last week on Thursday, and that went well. Oh yeah. Did we have anyone Instagram us for the free ticket? Yeah, we had had too many, so I just decided it wasn't fair to give it to any one that's, person. That's that's fair enough. Um, that's understandable. Twenty seven, wasn't it? Or something? People asked. Yeah, I lost yeah. count. I lost count. Um, but how, how did that go? It actually went good. Yeah, it went good. Uh, Rob Hurd showed up, surprised me at the show. Okay. Oh, nice. That was nice. Nice. Yeah, that was good to see see a fellow disc golfer. Yeah, yeah. Was uh, it uh, out, of, was... out of the twenty-eight that showed up? Yeah. Did did he know? Did he know that you were playing, and he came because you were playing, or did he just happen to? What are you doing here, sort of thing? No, no, you wouldn't show up there if you didn't. Uh, you didn't know who was playing. Okay. It's like a it's like a listening room. It's like really quiet. No one's allowed to talk during like the music. Oh, okay. They drink. What, um, you drink beer. So, you drink beers out of old boots. That kind of place. Sawdust on the floor. That kind of place. It well, no, it was more like um, vegan oh, rolls. Yeah. And... Did they? Did they get like a little <laughs> knife and scrape the head of the beer off? <laughs> no. Did they all have oh, mustaches okay. <laughs> and suspenders? And did they twiddle them? Caps. Did they twiddle them like this? <laughs> oh my god. They did. They did. They did. Right. Was it a good good show? I keep trying to get a question in, and he keeps talking. He's doing it on purpose now. I'm I'm sure. I'm excited today. (laughs) Yeah. Right. What um, was you? Were you nervous? Because you haven't played for a while, have you? No. Yeah, I was a little nervous actually. The uh, tequila helped. So we, we just did like an hour set, and then went next door to the Dublin Castle. And had a few beers, and then I dumped myself in a cab and went home. Nice, but, nice. yeah, it was it was really good. My buddy just left actually to go back to the states this morning, and I had to meet him uh, at London Euston because he had two guitars given to him by Fender and uh, Gibson. That he's just going to leave here in the UK at my house for when he tours. Oh, sweet! Has he got one of those so, Stratovariuses? Has he? No, I, well, I don't know what it is. It's a big, big semi body or semi hollow body. Gibson guitar, oh. electric, and then I got a Fender acoustic. Oh, what, Les Paul? Uh, nah, well, it's it's kind of looks like a Les Paul, but yeah, but yeah, 
Anyway, I have two two guitars to just jam out on at the house now for free. Nice. Ex- nice. Except you've got a two-month-old baby who wouldn't appreciate it. it. You know, no, I, was, t- I was playing some Oasis for him today, and he loved it. Oh, did I? I was going to say. <laughs> I think I reckon, he's a British I reckon, baby. Yeah, I reckon when, when he's older... Like he'll love the fact that you can play guitar though. No, it'll be dead. It'll be dead embarrassing because. Oh, Do you reckon? Well, I've I've started playing. Millie, it's this is a bit childish, but Millie plays Roblox, so I yeah. thought I can bond with her playing Roblox. And there's a call of like there's a game on Roblox that is like Call of Duty Zombies, right? And we played it the other week for three hours, and I got her to level forty one. And she, she she was with my brother at the weekend. And she turned around to him and went, I didn't know Dad was so good at video games. And <laughs> and George and my brother George was like, we were playing them before you were born. Because she, <laughs> she, my daughter thinks that I'm really uncool. Now, part of that's true. But your, ch- your children, most, most of it, your yeah. children yeah. just think you're uncool no matter what you do, I don't they? I know you as, you know... As, as long as she's not, yeah, yeah, just dead. Whereas uh, I, yeah. I used to sit up until three o'clock in the morning playing playing Call of Duty Zombies every night. <laughs> she didn't realise that. See, she I, was, I used she to play for that. Yeah, I used to play GTA, and I used to have one of the, you know the little portable TVs in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to I used to get the duvet. It was like three o'clock in the morning on a school night. I used to get the duvet, wrap it over the TV because we had like a little window above the door in our house. Okay, it's quite co- common around here. We've got them in our house now. Yeah, uh, and there's like a window above the above each bedroom door, and I didn't want the light to like penetrate out so i used to wrap the duvet around the tv and i'd be under the duvet playing like <laughs> gta to like all hours volume on zero yeah volume on zero all my headphones in i had a, was a little I, headphone port in the front i don't know oh, if yeah. you had the same i had a matsui tv because that's what, what everyone seemed to have it was a built-in video tv like so video yeah, player yeah, tv mine used to have a pin code function so my mum and dad could come and put the pin code on. So, and if I didn't know the pin code, <laughs> I couldn't turn the TV on. Uh, kids, yeah. kids don't realise how lucky that my daughter's got an iPod, no. a Nintendo Switch, like you can put a computer. On oh no, but I feel bad, like so. Josh, we're just about getting to upload his audio file to Google Drive. Sometimes, if you if you're expecting him to uh, set a passcode on a Nintendo Switch, I think you're asking a little <laughs> bit too much of him. Um, oh, but going back to my point, the, we're going to be on call. That's we just got to face it now, haven't we? We're going to be on call. I don't know. I feel like I can learn enough Oasis songs to be cool. No, Oasis yeah. are terrible anyway. No, they're all. I really, no, I'm, they're so middle of the road. I really do not like Oasis. And when, like, if I have to hear Wonderwall one more fucking time when people are drunk, that and Mr. Brightside, I think I'm going to impale my eyeballs and eardrums with kebab sticks. Something to remember for next time, Josh. Yeah, sorry, that's my rant over. That'll make entertaining listening when we start playing that for the uh, for the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want um, to hear it? <laughs> so um, yeah, so you, you played any disc golf? Um, I don't think so. Well, you don't need to. You oh, just win I everything. Did. No, I did. I did. I played doubles. Me and Dan Ryan. I th- I know I told you about this one with the teenagers, but this was different. Oh, you played me, another doubles. Yeah, me and Dan Ryan versus. I mean, no, it was me and Sam Stevens 
versus Tom Lowe's and Dan Ryan. And Ed Croydon, and I got spanked, absolutely spanked. Yes, that's what, what I like to hear. What was Make, the, makes it makes him sound mortal now? What was yeah. the format? What was the <laughs> format, Josh? It was uh, match play, um, best shot, modified. So you couldn't take more than you know two drives in a row. We've had yeah, yeah, we've yeah. had Sam on before. Did you have to carry him? Um, he was. I, I played all right. It was all Sam. He, he goofed it up. <laughs> you, you were debating saying that, weren't you? Then you thought, no, no, no. I'll, I'm happy saying it. And is, that, well, is that the truth or is that, a, is that a slight bending of the truth? I mean, he just kept apologizing the whole day. And so I'd take that as, as I was doing really good and he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, we had fun. Uh, but Dan and Tom were on fire. Dan couldn't miss a putt. Like... I think he made every circle two putt they had. What? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, I, I forgot to mention the other thing that we, me and Bowen did is obviously we, we went down to the Great Western Tour, the Wiltshire Open, and uh, we had a little shop there and we met tons of people, didn't we? Loads of people that, so, well, a lot of people that I've seen out and about playing tournaments, yeah. but as Bowen hasn't played that many tournaments, um, you sort of meet him and a lot of people for the first I, time with you. I and met, then I you, met, had, I, you had loads of fun. Well, I met a few at the Ace Race because there were a lot from yes. there were a lot from Ainsbury there, weren't there? Yeah. So I met a few of them already, but like I was literally force feeding people sweets all day, wasn't I? Like, yeah. by the end of the day, people didn't want to see any more Harry Bow lights. So, <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, but uh, it was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, we had a, we had a good day, um, and it was uh, testing conditions. But it looked like we didn't see that much of the course, unfortunately. That's part of the uh, part of the thing of running the shop. Obviously, it's got to be manned and what have you. Um, but it looked from what we could what we could see, it looked a pretty decent course. Yeah. To be fair, it was like it was. Uh, it's been played on as a course before, Josh. Um, but there's no permanent baskets in, mm. so everybody bought their own baskets effectively like keep baskets or whatever they had in their house uh or, or in the garden rather um and brought those to the course and like so the 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 course itself was already sort of semi put in or you knew where the holes were and, the routes, and things yeah. yeah but there there wasn't any baskets there until obviously the day of the tournament but it it was a pretty good tournament it was a pretty good tournament um and we certainly had a lot of fun anyway so um yeah shall we move along to the news section because oh. we've got quite quite a busy segment after the uh, after the news I was we? I just wanted to make one point when Go you on. said earlier about uh disc golf I wanted to say how hard is it going to a tournament watching everyone play all day and you've just got to sit there in your chair or yeah. stand up and not play. It was like, I really did envy some of them people like, cause yeah, it, it was, was a perfect hard. day. Apart from a little bit of wind, it was a perfect day, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It was good. It was yeah. good though. That'd be sad. It's and hard. Good. We were playing, we, we were uh, making up our own putting game anyway, so it wasn't too bad. Which I, I, I won most. I beat of them. him six six to nil. I don't remember so that. He, I don't remember he, that. Yeah. You guys so might he, actually he did get well. better at putting. I don't remember yeah. that. I, you didn't win. 
six nil Joshua beat him. Let's leave. We had five, five, five puts each from different stations, and I beat him at every single station. Josh, let's leave the listeners mm. to decide. He was crying at the end of it. We know that's that, all I'm going to say. Josh, we know that um, he's cheated me out of lunch before, so he's he's more than willing to make stuff up. We know that, don't we? we Funny you should say that. When we when we played Fairways uh, on Saturday, um, Dennis mentioned this is the infamous hole. <laughs> as we got to the uh, the lunch the lunch uh, bet one question. <laughs> and what did Dennis say? Had Dennis changed his mind? Who's no, whose no, side no, was he on? He felt like it was they were level. So um, level so count level uh, counts as being passed though. Like that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, good luck getting your uh, your free lunch anyway. Um, <laughs> no, we know right. that's never going to happen. <laughs> Before we go over to the news, let's have a quick word from our sponsor. Since 2011, Upper Park Disc Golf has focused on disc golf bags and accessories with unique styles, innovative designs, and unmatched comfort. They use cutting-edge design techniques and durable outdoor materials with a lifetime guarantee, so you can focus on what really matters, keeping it in the chains. Whether you're a Bowen or a seasoned pro, Upper Park has the bag to fit your needs. Go to UpperParkDiscGolf.com today and save 10% with our code INTHECHAINS10. Now back to the show. Excellente. So, uh, let's head over to... Right, so I think the first piece of news we have to talk about is the uh it was the European event, wasn't it, in Denmark? The yeah. first Euro Pro Tour event ever. And Open. we had a British winner. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he's gonna shout then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um no brilliant. I I was uh followed it all weekend and yeah. uh, I think Everybody listening to the show is going to have already know the result of the uh, the FPO winner and who we're talking um, about, yeah, right, Rachel, uh, and she she's done phenomenally well. Um, and I just, I just, my, in my head, all I keep thinking is, how cool would it be, especially if the European Pro Tour takes off, to say, I won the first female FPO event. Exactly. Ever. Nobody could yeah. ever take that. No, off exactly. You. Yeah. I just think that's I think that's class. And she didn't was, just win, did she? She destroyed the competition by twelve shots. Yeah, yeah, really, uh, really dominating. Yeah, she in her you know post round interview or post victory uh, interview, she just was you know like yeah, it was great to win, but like I could have won by like ten more. You know, <laughs> if I'd if I'd have played to you know the level I think I should be playing at, which you know. It's but good you, to be. Uh, it's good to be thinking like that because she sounds very competitive. She's not gonna, uh, you know. What am I trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> but you, you, you see all, all the top pros though, Josh, and like they all, they will all be thinking, oh yeah, no, I'm glad I won, but I did leave shot there. I missed that put which I should have made. And like all top pros are trying, are constantly. Thinking, how can I improve? Yeah. How can I improve? How can I improve? So yeah. that I mean that for me that's a that's like you said that's a really really good sign that it's not a case of bloody hell I'm pretty good I've I've won a real like big tournament it's yeah. 
right, I've won the big tournament, but I've got room for improvement. So this is where I can improve, and this is what I'm going to work on. And yeah. uh, it's excellent, really, really good. Yeah, yeah she uh, smashed it. She absolutely destroyed it. And it's funny, got the results up here. Looking at the PDGA numbers of the other competitors, so we have her number is... Uh, it's all right, there's some men's I've got open. There we go, good start. Her PDGA number is 144658. So she's 144,000. Like, second place, 66,000. Third place was 138,000. But fourth place, 24,000. Fifth place, 41,000. Sixth place, 96,000. These are all seasoned players. She's only been playing two years. Yeah, yeah. She's... um. If people don't know, she's a really good ultimate player and has been, you know, for years. So she's taken that and just, you know, coming into disc golf with, you know, the skill set already. So she can she can bomb as well. So I think she's going to do really good on, on the tour. So yeah, just, I mean, that, 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 that's the same as Bella, isn't it? Bella's come from the ultimate background as well. And you, you can see that with the distance they're getting on throws. It's like, and it just looks natural. It's smooth, clean. Yeah. It's just, it just looks, it just looks really good. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, excellent. Really, really good. Uh, con- congratulations to, uh, Heidi Lane and Camilla Campen. For second and third in the Open Women, in the Open Men, it was won by Daniel Davidson, Michael Haim, and Vile Ahokus. I think is that. Uh, we're in for a whole season of him trying to pronounce oh, no, European yeah. players' names. This is great. I thought I did fairly well there. I did, like, yeah, only because the first two are just normal, like relatively normal names. Well, Michael's I, Michael spelt with a K. That could have threw me off. Well I can't wait. I can't wait till it's a finish. One, two, and three, Josh. Right. <laughs> so in, we have to call in Sammy. In uh, in third, in well, I say Vile was tied third with Jonas Alto. Jonas? Jonas? I don't know. It's double O. So I'd never yes, know. Yes, Jonas. So does that mean in fifth place, Uniton? Uniton? Well, no, because that's double O as well. You've just <laughs> I'm said, not looking at it. <laughs> you've just said it's Eunice with double O, so that must mean it's Uniton. Jonas, Jonathan, I don't know. I have no idea. This is your job. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought I'd give you them because I knew I'd screw them up. Where was uh, <laughs> we had another Brit out there representing? Oh yes, we did. Now I don't. I, I knew he wouldn't have screenshotted that as well. Yeah, so. I forgot to screenshot that. So. <laughs> it's okay. I know I what he did. did. I know what he did. Come on, on, Noah. How did Noah get on? Noah Smithson was out there representing the UK. Uh, and finished about middle of the pack. I'm sure he would have liked to have done better, but um, his first Pro Tour event, and there's just so much talent on that tour uh, in the MPO field right now. So I think he's done well to to get in the middle of the field and just kind of testing the waters here early on. So hopefully he can gain some confidence and pick it up on the next one. And he is such a young lad. We're forgetting. Has he just turned 18? I think so. Yeah, he's got years. He's got years in front of him. So yeah, it's it's great just to get the experience, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I saw him. I, I saw him on the live footage for like two and a half seconds. He was behind KJ Naibo, who was about to tee off on the card before him, and I think he was like eating a banana or something in the tent. He's lovely lad, but he's the room. most. He's the most sensible and boring eighteen-year-old you can ever meet, though, isn't he? He's never drunk, has he? <laughs> that's that's why he's but, so intimidating on the course. Yeah, but, I suppose. But, yeah. However, like what I like about him is, um, whenever you play with him, you can always have a lot of banter with him. Yeah. Like, he, and he can give it back just as well as he could take it, which, yeah, which I, I really like. That. He's smart, and then you end up saying something, and he puts you back in your place. And you're like, Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does with me all the time. That's your uh, kid. Yeah, no, but it, it just but both both of the uh, I think we've got some other uh, Brits going out to other tournaments later in the season. Just, just last um, thing to, to Noah, if he's ever hears this, um, if you just take that disc out of your bag, that's mine that you should never have taken. You'd probably do a lot better. What is it? A P two? A P two? PD two? Oh, PD two. Oh. And its name is LeBron James, and I, I want it back. Uh, that's it. Is that moving a, on? Does that stand for <laughs> precision driver? Power. Power driver. Okay. It's probably what, a good what, reason what he's got it. Before, then, I was going to say you've got no power. I've got a new tattoo. I forget what you're. Oh, the mushroom. Yeah, it's like an Arm oh, Brothers nice. thing. Anyway, very no nice. Very nice. Um, right. Right. So moving on. Let's move to Jonesboro then. Yep. Uh. We spoke about it already with our... I don't know what we're going to start calling it. Is it going to be the pre-show teaser, pre-show tour? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think we're just going to turn the mics on when we come onto the video chat and just record from there because often we we sort of ramble on, but it's some there's some gold in there, so we feel like, well, we'll just get, stick the recording on and go from there. So I don't think we're going to call it anything. We're just going to turn the mics on. Okay. You might not have caught any gold this time, but hey, you know what? If you don't ever pan, you never find it. I was, gonna, I was trying to think of something related to shit that we could say, like, but <laughs> that's it, that's it. Uh, so, the Jonesboro Open. You, you called it last week. Calvin needed a result. Calvin got a result. Ah, two for two, baby. So, uh, <laughs> he... Uh, he beat Paul Macbeth in a playoff. They both scored 26 under for the tournament. And, uh, yeah, he, he, the, he didn't break under the pressure. He took the win. And I've seen on social media, I think a lot of people are happy. There are a lot of Calvin fans out there, aren't there? Yeah. Every, I, I haven't seen anyone who's upset that he won, to be honest. No, it's so. class. He just doesn't do anything to annoy anyone. He's just, like, so even kill. Doesn't get too excited. Doesn't pitch a fit about anything. He's just like. But, but what I like about him is again, it's his sense of humor. I just yeah. think he's he's got a real dry sense of humor. Is he the, and like is, that's, that's perfect. Is for me. he the kind of bloke who you'd want in a house fire? Would you want him to come and rescue you in a house fire? Nah, cause, no, no, because he'd be. I I feel like he would. He would be. It'll be fine. He's steady, isn't he? He's, he's so. I'm sure the. I'm Chilled. sure the fire brigade will be here in a minute. I don't. Okay. So that's how. <laughs> He's chilled. This is how he his doesn't mind works, Josh. He doesn't this get is how his mind works. Right. He doesn't get worked up. He doesn't panic like. So you're he, saying if you need to be rescued from a house fire, you would want Calvin to come in and sort you out. Well, he wouldn't be scared, would gonna, he? 
He won't be phased. What if he's uh, really scared of fire? We, we just we just know him that he plays disc golf and. Right, I know, no, I'm basically making I'm, I'm, an. Oh. <laughs> Josh, this this show is all about judging every aspect of their character <laughs> by watching them throw a frisbee on the TV. <laughs> if you don't realise that by now, then yeah. you're not gonna you not you just don't understand the show. I'm afraid. You know, an asshole. Calvin school. You know what, Josh? I'm just you gonna the child. You carry on, mate. You ca- you keep going because you do. You obviously don't want me to talk today. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> carry on. You got uh, you got offended with that last comment. Just you you can carry on. He, he Chris Dickerson, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Chris Dickerson came in fourth, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. he's making a he's making a charge. I tell you what, the, the, the end of Jonesboro though, going back to it, sorry, um it was absolutely class. Another it's like it seems like every single tournament is just absolutely brilliant. It's like we are really being spoiled this year, uh, for yeah. disc golf. Um, There's no real runaways yet, is there? No. And you look like there was like there was like three shots in like the top sort of ten to fifteen, I think, places, like going through the third round. It's like it's just so open and like you're just inevitably going to have real close finishes when there's that many people yeah with not meant not much shot separation and um i felt i felt a bit for kevin because like he was two up wasn't he going yeah like hole 14 or oh, 15 something like that such a good little run there though like, yeah those oh, two yeah. puts he made from like decent distance away like so super exciting, two yeah. puts but didn't um, didn't he fall away in the last tournament? He was late. He he led one earlier in the year, didn't he? And then fell away. Maybe right. it's Kevin's turn. I know, but Kevin's not one of those. I mean, he's won a few, but he's not like one of those top tier players. I think about you know that is like Ricky, where I'm like, if he misses one putt, I think he's you know gone. He's always yeah. on the Kevin's always on the lead card or there and thereabouts, isn't he? All right, we'll give it to Kevin this time. I think. He, he deserves a win. He, he if, really well. if, it, if it comes in, I'm not saying it will, if it comes in, I feel that disc golfers should be able to get in touch with us, pay us a little bit of money, <laughs> and we can then suggest them in the next show. Yeah. I feel like that's how it's, that's how it's got to work, surely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, what, one thing that was interesting was, they, I think people who didn't watch the, uh, just watch the highlights on Jomez, um, on... The Disc Golf Network coverage, they mentioned going into the playoffs, the record. And I think Calvin had like 2-0 and in playoff, with his, in playoffs. Uh, but Macbeth was, uh, I think, I'm sure they said 3-7. So he uh, loses. So three, 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 he lost, he three, lost James Conrad for Worlds. Yeah, he did. Yeah, three, three wins and seven losses. So wow. immediately I thought, that's a heck. Like, firstly, it's a hell of a lot of playoffs to be in. So you to be in 10 playoffs... Uh, a I'd tournament the, like the, la- the last person I would want to be up against on hole one Jonesboro in like a headwind for a playoff is Calvin Heimberg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With his overstable drivers. Yeah, I mean there, wa- there wasn't as much wind for the actual playoff hole, was it? it like it had died down quite a bit, but it just uh, it just seemed like he just like if it was a boxing match, he just flattened him with a one punch. Like, yeah, but, but, yeah. But going back to the World Championship playoff. I don't care who you were. You could have been the bloody Terminator. No one was beating James Conrad after that shot. It was it was it, almost like fate, wasn't it? Yeah. But it just... Can you imagine how mentally drained you'd be in that position? Like, yeah. That you, you are pretty nailed on to win that 
world champs. And you've got to come back and do it all again, th- effectively. Th- then someone yeah. does that to you, and it's like, is is that person human? How did yeah. that happen? <laughs> like yeah. it, the 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 second the second thing for that from that record now now three and eight I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain it was three and seven it was, yeah. it was something along those lines that's so a great now, step. now th- three and eight that's not as high as what you'd think it would be is it I mean you 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 sort of think of Paul as being pretty mentally strong and like but pretty he, sort of clinical and like. On the like other side, and how, like it's, it really doesn't demonstrate that at all. But it's on, quite surprising, I thought. On the other yeah. side, how many yeah. tournaments has he won without needing a playoff because he's just been dominant? Yeah, That's absolutely. the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, uh, he's pretty. He was pretty complaintive uh, in the that kind of last round, but I mean, he did have like a couple of bad luck uh, things happen. Like on, is it hole five? He hit the hit the bottom of the basket and it rolled OB. Yeah, I think it was. Like it went from ace to bogey, like yeah, that yeah, oh. which w- kept him from winning. But like, but like you said, Josh, uh, like on that whole one on the playoff drive, um, there's nobody you'd, you'd want to be facing in that position of like there's nobody you'd want to be backing rather than sort of Calvin. Where did that completely <laughs> terribly? But you, no, you I think know, what, you, I think you're right in what you said. You wouldn't want to face. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say you wouldn't yeah. want to face Calvin. Um, but that that drive, as soon as it left his hand, he just knew it was parked. It was just sweet as a nut, wasn't it? Like the yeah. camera angle was perfect. You could see the flight of the disc. Yeah. And uh, it was class. But I, I tell you what, I did see something on Twitter um, earlier today. And uh, it showed the, I don't know if you've seen this, the, the, um, the tee pad on hole one, it showed Paul's plant foot. Have you seen that? And it, oh, and, it no. like, and as he plants his foot, I mean, it doesn't necessarily slip, I wouldn't say, but the, the whole tee pad, like the cloth, twists, like, and it looks like it's like loose sort He's of thing. He's too heavy footed. And uh, like the, like it's almost like the fabric itself sort of wraps... As he as his foot sort of twists, his plant foot twists so, of the shot, it sort of twists around his foot a little bit. And I heard I heard Paul say something when he threw, but I thought he meant like, "Oh, that's early" or something like. Yeah, I think I think he said, um, "God, that's terrible," or along those sort of lines. Oh, that's so bad. That's what he said. Oh, that's that's so bad. But he wasn't thinking about the tee pad. But no, no. But it, and I don't think it necessarily affected him. But it's it's quite a big mistake to make to not have a secure fabric tea pad though I've, i feel yeah i didn't see that but i mean i don't surely someone would have complained if it was that bad yeah if it was bad enough yeah. uh calvin didn't seem to have any issues with it no no but but yeah i see what you mean if it if it is like that yeah you, you would think on that level of event they would be just perfect yeah and the the last thing i wanted to mention just sorry on jonesborough is paul's Attempted throw in from his second shot on the playoff hole with his like stretch out forehand. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't an easy shot, but like I genuinely feel that I could have done as good a shot as he like had a good an, an effort as what he had. Kind of yanked it, didn't he? It was pretty poor, I thought. Pretty low, way low. Yeah, it, like it's never. It was. Ne- it never had a chance at all. It was yeah. just bizarre. Yeah, it didn't. It. I felt pretty bad for him that whole, well that that playoff. It was just like oh, yeah, man. it never went well. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well done, Calvin. It was nice to see Simon in the top 10 yeah, getting back. Definitely. And I'll tell you 16, who... 16 under or something? 20, 20 under. Oh, in, in one rat, in one... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he finished on twenty under. I've cut off the. I've chopped off his round scores, so that's always good. Good reporting <laughs> from me. It was nice to see Ezra getting a top ten as well, like because he came out firing. Was it last year he came out firing? Yeah, when, when when he got the contract, he was he was like shit up. Yeah, and um, it's it's nice I to don't see. Care about that kid? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, Fair I'm, judging, I'm judging every aspect of his life by how he throws frisbees, and right now yeah. I just don't like him. And uh, Fair well, play. well done to I can't say his name. You had to go at me last week, Laurie Let- Lettonin. Letton, yes. Yeah, so well done to him because he came in top European, came in tied thirteenth. So well done, right? <laughs> FPO. I feel this is going to be a long episode. I really do. It is. It is. Uh, Kristen absolutely smashed yeah. everyone. Now, what a way to come back after last well, I was, week. That's what I was just about to say. As much as everybody would, like, wouldn't like, would have a bad word to say about Calvin and wouldn't be disappointed that Calvin won the MPO, I feel like there's going to be nobody be too upset that Kristen, after what happened last week, comes back and, and wins this event. So, Kristen, what a way to like she's she's got to be the top female pro in the world this year. Like it, yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable what she's doing. Uh, she was ten shots clear of second place, which was Missy Gannon, who who got fourteen under, which uh, you'd say on most days is enough to win it. But she was beaten by 10 shots. No one else was anywhere near her. Well, the first round, she come out absolutely fire, like fired up. And it was like absolutely smashed it on the first round. And I felt like... He, I think after the first round, all the other players must have felt so demoralised. Like, well, there's, there's no chance we're going to come back and win this now. It was almost like she just blew everybody out of the water. And that was that was it. The tournament was won. Well, the near the nearest two was Cat Merch, who was scored a fifty nine, and she scored a fifty six. But like Cat <clears throat> Merch played, came in joint third. She played great. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch. I didn't have watched all the rounds for the FPO yet. But Cat Merch can bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's playing really well. So yeah, uh, I wonder if she's getting those lessons from Nico. Is she with Innova? Is Cat Mer- who's Cat Merch with? Yeah, Innova. She's with Innova, yeah. So yeah, so uh, oh, because is she? She's dating. She's dating Nico, and she that someone. Someone did someone tell Sammy tell us that or something? Uh, yeah, I think it's she's been going on for a year or more now. There we go. Good luck yeah. to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she she seemed pretty funny. Like she was like walking around, like picking up spiders and showing the camera and like. She seems like a funny. I feel like you'd person. have to be that sort of character to uh, deal to with Nico. Be in a relationship. It's a bit like Charlotte with Bowen. You feel like she must be a little bit like that. <laughs> oh, so I'm not going to go there. Go, go uh, on, then. Move, she's move lovely, on she's wonderful. Uh, yeah, and it's funny to say that, like, Paige sort of didn't have a good. She had a. She had a. 
acceptable weekend, but it wasn't anything amazing. She came in sev joint seventh, and Kat came in joint fifth with Holly Handley. I forgot Ella Hansen came in joint third with Kat Merch. So, yeah, it was one of them. What a way to sort of... I don't think there were any critics, but what a way to come back after last week. So, yeah, well definitely. done. Right. Now we are moving on to the main event. Great Western Tour. Yeah. Let's start that again. Start that segment again. Just do the winners, please. Okay. Okay. We're going on to the Great Western Tour. Proudly sponsored by In the Chains. The uh, it was a great it was a great course, great venue. Well done to everyone involved with the organisation. We had Dan Shelton win MPO. So well done to Dan. Real nice bloke. Excellent. Met, met yeah. him for the first time. Didn't or I did. I don't know if you had, but it was a real nice bloke. Do you, I'm guessing you know him, Josh. American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real I, nice. I bloke. played on a card with him at Wembley Open last year. Was he? Has he just stepped up to MPO or something? Else? He was he in MA three last year. No, he wasn't. In, in at the Wembley Open, I'm sure. Oh no, no, it might have been MA two. It might have been MA two. He was playing last year. Okay, yeah, would have been the equivalent of MA one. Depending on the event. yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Open Women was won by Catherine Lee Williams. Well done. Uh, so Pro Masters Forty was won by Dan Brown, and Advanced was won by uh, Joint Best Scorer for the Day. And I don't know. I think it's a nickname, but it's Daniel. I'm going to go. Tur I don't know how to say this because. He's a nice Polish dude. Trusos? Daniel Trusos? Yeah, That's but exactly how he said it. Was it actually? <laughs> no. No. But everyone was calling him Dan Dan, and that's his Dan name Dan. on that's his name oh, on yeah. PDGA. Do you know him, do you, Josh? Yeah, my first tournament I ever played here, he was in it, and we played together on a card. He's quite he seemed like, he seemed like a pretty nice bloke. Yeah, you see, he's quite a good player, so, uh, yeah. And then uh, Am40 was won by Jace Stokes. Well done, Jace, who has a new course, which he was meant to be sending me a write-up about. And it's over in Leicestershire. And I'm going to say, Jace, you've let us down because you didn't send me the write-up. I was going to do a new segment and he hasn't sent it yet. That's it. He's had his chance, bro. He's had his chance. It is done. And <laughs> 50 was won by the Condor himself, Shane Barron. Every Go on, Josh, do it, do it. You've got to do the arms yet. Well done. Uh, intermediate was won by Russell Mitchell. Nice lad, another great nice. lad. Yeah. Uh, MA3 was won by someone from the enemy, but he's a decent bloke, Steve Nolan. So, yeah. well done to Steve. Like, yeah. Played really that, well. That, that was pretty close, the MA3. I was watching the scores all day with that because we had some inter vested interest in that with some team members yeah. in. And uh, that was backwards and forwards all day. It was, it was a really good, really good uh, division that was. Yeah, Steve's super nice. I'm, I'm yeah, proud yeah, of him. Good of win. Yeah, real yeah, nice he's, lad. He's winning some tournaments as well, Steve is. is like yeah. him, him and Matt are really sort of 
lighting uh, lighting the MO3 division up this year. Um, what are you saying? Yeah. It's time to move up for Steve, are you? It's like it's like the Lewis Hamilton Max Verstappen story right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, but, Steve, um, you have to move up. That's what Duffy's saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the um, but yeah, we had a, we had a good chat with Steve, and uh, he was re- really nice chap. Yeah. Uh, equally, well done to John Hood in the Chains family coming in second, and well done to Wardy coming in fourth in recreational. Then oh, we had recreate recreational women. What are you giggling at me? Messing up my words now. Yeah. yeah. Recreational women won by Kelly Sharple. Well done, Kelly. She's one of the uh, Ainsbury, Ainsbury lot. Yep. We had Will Kino winning novice, and then we had Brad Bourne, good old Bradders in uh, Junior Fifteen. So well done, Bradley. Good laddies. Nice. So. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, that's pretty much it, I think. Like, there's, I don't think I've missed anything. Can you think of anything I've missed? No, no. I think you've you've covered it all. Perfect. So, uh, let's uh, let's just quickly jump over to. I haven't actually announced this yet, but this week on the show, we're following on. Obviously, we've got we had Josh back last week. Um, we've we're following on from what we was doing a couple of weeks before that in terms of getting team members onto the show uh, to sort of showcase showcase them a little bit and get sort of their names out there. Get people get sort of allow people to get to know them uh, a bit better outside of sort of disc golf. Um, and this week we spoke with Bella Tate and Vanessa Van Dyken. Um, on how the seasons are going and and sort of what what they think of uh, being on the team. So oh. uh, let's go over and listen to that. Right, welcome to the show. Uh, well, welcome back, should I say, Vanessa Van Dyken, and welcome to the show, Hello. Bella Tate. Hello. How are you Thanks both doing? <laughs> no, no problem. Our pleasure. Um, so, so I'll, I'll start with Vanessa. Have you, have you been on the show? I think this is the third third appearance now. Uh, yep. how, how, how are you getting on with the, with the start of the season? Um, I'm getting on pretty well. Um, I would say I'm not exactly where I want to be, but I'm really close. So I'm like about four to five strokes off per round from where I want to be. And the corrections, because I always analyze all of my rounds after like what are the little corrections I can make. And the mistakes are really small or easy fixes, like a couple short putts per round. Um, Yeah, I had a problem with my glasses in Georgia because it's so humid and they got foggy and I had to take them off. So my upshots were about consistently like 30 to 40 feet too long or too short. So that's just a matter of getting some eye contact so I don't judge the <laughs> distance and then, you know, just like keeping my drives accurate and stuff like that. But I mean, the strokes are really simple. So I feel like, um, you know, just keep on working on those, like my short game and um, it'll all eventually fall together. Like I think pretty soon. So that, that's, you- that's what I'm still hoping for, Vanessa. But <laughs> But I've I've never had it to where I've never I've never lost it because I've never had it. So, <laughs> um, are you are you blind like me, Vanessa, without your glasses on? If I take my glasses off, you yeah, can't okay, see okay. anything. So my right eye is about perfect, almost. 
That's why a lot of times I'll like close my left eye if I'm like aiming at something. Okay. Oh, but cool. my left eye is really, really blurry and bad. I'm basically like blind. Um, I don't. Oh, think so you I'm could like, just wear a, you could wear a patch and that would like yeah, that I mean, would be money. Like everybody's faces looks like thumbs if I just have my left eye open. That's it'd, like it'd me. It would be good for notoriety <laughs> yeah. though, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vanessa the pirate. Um. <laughs> the, uh, how, how's the hand getting on? Because I know we've we've spoken at the beginning of last season. You was you was having a lot of trouble with the hand. You had I think you had surgery on it. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, last last year, I think it was all mostly about getting back to sort of full comfortableness, holding the disc, throwing the disc, and things like that. Is do you feel that that's fully healed now? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I'm really really happy. I don't have any issues with it at all. It's all in the past and I'm really glad. Um, it was funny. So before the surgery, I just thought, okay, I'm going to have surgery. And then it takes like six weeks to recover and everything's going to be fine. But, uh, it actually took a lot longer than that because it was very stiff, especially if I, even, even if I just was resting my hand or something for 20 minutes on the couch or something, once I'd start to move it again, it was really stiff. And sometimes like during the uh, like bigger events, there's big weights and whatnot for harder holes. And so it was kind of, um, like nursing or babying my hand, like when I'd have to rest it for too long where it's not moving. Um, I don't know. I, it could have also been in my head too, because I know it doesn't feel right. And then I just feel weird about it. You know, it's just, it was very yeah. uncomfortable, but now it's much better. Cause you, you, I think, am I right in saying that you moved, you've moved across country to a warmer climate as well? Um, I didn't move. I just spent the off season in San Diego. So I can actually practice because Michigan is like basically Antarctica in the winter. (laughs) Your discs snap in two when they hit something. (laughs) Oh gosh. Yeah. It's just horrible. I just, I try, I've tried to practice in the winters, but it's just miserable, especially if it gets windy at all. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm sure I in bet. Vermont, right, Bella? I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't played. I haven't played that much winter disc golf because I've only been playing for like uh, just over a, a year, like a year and a half. Okay. okay. And so I I went back for Christmas because my parents just moved back to the U.S. and there was like a foot of snow on the ground and. It was great, actually. There's some really good courses in central Vermont. I'm sure you know because you've been, but. Um, and a lot of them are free and there's one in an old quarry that's just so cool. And you throw over a quarry and the quarry was frozen. Oh, wow. It was just amazing. And it's like not that it can be really sunny and warm with still snow on the ground. But when there's more than like six inches of snow, you really need to tape ribbons to your discs because they yeah, go into yeah. snow banks and then you won't yeah. find them. And then you find you look for like the little ribbon sticking out of the snow, which it wasn't snowy enough when I was there to do that. But we still did lose like two or three discs just because. Yeah. 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 It's the worst one. It's really like when I lived in Finland, it would get so cold where if you tried to tape a ribbon to the disc, the adhesive on the tape would freeze. Oh and gosh. so when you would hit anything, it would just fall off. Just fly off. So you find the <laughs> string and then you're just <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah. So that wor- that works up until about minus 40, something like that. Minus 40 is the same actually in both temperatures. So, is it? Was it really? It is. Ah. It's the weird cross. I think it's minus 40. It's minus 30 or minus 40. But yeah, when you get down there, it's like wow. similar numbers. <laughs> I don't um, think I've ever been in a 
uh, I think the coldest I've been in is like negative 26 or something. Are we talking Fahrenheit here? No, we? Celsius. Oh, okay. Oh, um, that, that's the right yeah. answer. That's <laughs> the right answer, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've got a couple of American friends who play disc golf and we always have sort of banter about Fahrenheit and Celsius. And so what what is it in freedom units? They always say. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, perfect. So, Bella, um, I, I know the season hasn't fully kicked off at the moment, but how, how do you mm-hmm. feel you're, you're sort of coming out of the, uh, the off-season and how, how do you think you're sort of... Oh, great question. Yeah. So I, I've decided this season to mostly play MA1 instead of FPO because um, there's just more people in MA1. So yeah. I, I like in the UK, if you play FPO at a tournament, there's like maybe four, like that's good if you've got a card. So I really wanted to play like push myself with players that can throw much farther than I can so I can like see the technique and also play in a pack. Like I've never played at a tournament when there's like 10 people behind you and you know 10 people on top of you and you've got to kind of keep track of the middle never played in a tournament like that so um started playing ma1 and i've like just because of my job and being really busy i haven't managed to like play like too much training leading up to tournaments so it's been a lot (laughs) of playing courses blind which has been quite interesting but um I, this in like the off season have just discovered like, or been practicing, I should say jump putting, which has been really fun to like work into my game. So that I actually have like a circle two look at things as opposed to just like a circle one look at things. Um, and I play basketball too. So it's like a quite nice um, crossover is it feels yeah. just like a free throw. So it's been really quite nice to be able to like work my other sports in and sort of feel really comfortable and getting um, like muscle memory with it, which has been really good. Um, but I am really looking forward to the season. We've like it's just about to ramp up in the UK with some fun tournaments, and in particular, this is the first time we have an A tier, um, which is playing over like a long bank holiday, and that'll be fun because there's there's only three FPO players, but they're all really good. So I think it'll be a really fun tournament to yeah. and a difficult course. And so I'm really looking forward to like that one the most. Is that that the Jubilee Open down in Devon? Yeah, that one's down yeah. in Devon. And it's down in Devon, so it's gonna be hopefully gorgeous weather, which will be really yeah. nice because yeah. it's pretty North, rough North playing Devon. in Manchester and <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> rough in the winter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um, because your your background is for people who don't know, you you come from ultimate. Uh, I did, yes. Yeah. Quite a decent sort of standard. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so it's it's sort of that crossover. So what 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 did you find the most difficult crossing over? Because it's always interesting because you oh, tend to find mm. a lot of people vary on what they find difficult crossing over from different. Yeah, um, mental game for sure, hundred okay. percent. Because it's it's so different to play a sport where you have a lot of slow time to think about how much you just fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. And in ultimate, if you make a mistake, you just go back on defense. You like you yeah. get it back. You can push for it. And yeah. it's there's so much less time to think in ultimate, whereas there's so much more time to think in disc golf. So yeah. for me, it's really been like, do I have a mental game that can handle this? And I to, initially I was like, I don't think I'm going to be very good at this because I – I like fast paced things. I played basketball. I played ultimate Frisbee. I really like things moving, making fast decisions. And then when I came to disc golf, I was like, Oh wow. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to have any ability to sort of like hold up and pressure putts and stuff like that. And obviously we all feel it, but I've been so much happier with my mental game than I thought I would be initially coming into it. So that's been really nice to sort of like 
see the difference and and feel like I can sort of get a hang of it um and obviously everyone's got more things to do everything to work on but that's been really different I mean I don't I had to completely break my backhand so my backhand throw I couldn't throw disc golf discs at all I had to break it I can't throw ultra stars anymore backhand (laughs) forehand I haven't changed at all it's exactly the same as a forehand and I have I have very little power because of that so I only use it for like upshots I'm very very dominantly backhand but also I just think that forehand is so much more susceptible to injury and because I because I play it for fun like I don't like obviously I'd love to sort of make it more pro semi-pro but just in the UK that's not really possible so I, right now it, it is definitely just sort of like a big hobby that I have and it's just not worth potential injury to yeah. to you know get something when I can work on turnover backhands and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. I, was, I think you do definitely see the vast majority of people who get injured but bar Vanessa's injury, I think yours is a yours is a backhand shot that got stuck it stuck inside the room, if I remember rightly. Um, was it? I was see- also drinking a little bit, so. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 I have nothing um, to do with it. <laughs> but you, you, most most injuries that you see in disc golf come from people throwing forehands, massive football, trying to it's really power forehands, don't you? So elbow um, for me is it's tendonitis I got for a bit last mm. year just from throwing forehands. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think for me, I've seen a real difference in like the pro players that throw forehands, like Eagle and like Simon Lazard. They're, they're much more pivot off their elbow, whereas you've got the like Paul Macbeths and Ezra's who throw it like a baseball. Yeah, I feel like I, you can see the difference. Does, yeah. And the throwing it like the baseball one, you're using your muscles, which protects your joints. So I think that just is a better way of throwing it. And because I come from Ultimate, which is entirely with the wrist that throwing motion is just I can't even begin to like it's so confusing for me so like if I were to develop a forehand I would try and do it in like a throwing fashion as opposed to like a like a yeah pivot one yeah it it, it was interesting like you you saying about the wait wait time and one thing I've always wanted to sort of ask is like I've when, when we play tournaments in the UK, you, you may have to wait, maybe there might be somebody finishing on a hole. It's very rare. I, I haven't had many tournaments where I've had a real big sort of backup. Now, pivot over to the Pro Tour, and I think you can, you can have like an hour on a on a hole waiting it's like I, th- I think was I think it was a Vegas tournament somebody was saying a few years back that the the weight was that big that one of the disc golfers shot off to uh play <laughs> in the casinos pl- come and then come back because the weight was that big but like so what what sort of what's an average sort of weight on the pro tour Vanessa so they've been improving on that a lot lately just to, like they'll look at the tournament feedback or like the tds will know what holes have a lot of weights and then they'll put a bunch of spotters there or even change up the hole clear it out a little bit to um, avoid weights at all so this year the weights haven't been that bad but i remember last year at ledgestone uh, we were playing a brand new course um and I forget what hole it was, but there was one of the like new par fives in the woods and there was like a 45 minute wait. It was yeah. just terrible. And yeah. the round was almost like six hours long. Jeez. And yeah, I mean, it's- I think that there should be a rule that a course should have to be at least like two years old or something like that in order to fully, be an elite tested. series. Yeah. yeah. Fully, fully tested. But also... 
Ledgestone is like, you know, I, I have to be really careful what I say. Now yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can read between the lines. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's um, it is, it is a, it is a tricky one. And I think, Fortunately, like I say, fortunately, we we don't tend to suffer too much with it, partly because of the the, the sort of the whole lengths I think in this country. But um, one one thing that was put on, and I'd be quite interested to get both both of your uh, viewpoints on this. Um, what one question that was sort of raised? There's a tournament, uh, I think, to do with um, the UK women's disc golf. I believe that could be wrong. Uh, that there was a sort of discussion on whether the holes for uh, the female players should be shortened or the par ex- uh, extended. So a par three or no, say a par four should mm-hmm. be a par five. Get what you're saying. Or should mm. they, or, or would that, would females prefer the tee to be sort of a shorter distance? Um, and I know we spoke before, I can't remember if it was on air or off air, Vanessa, about the tee positions on the FPO tour, uh, feeling like there's not necessarily m- as much thought gone into the placement of those in terms of hitting gaps and things like that. Uh, is mm-hmm. Do you find that's, changing now on the pro tour or, or or not the positions like the distances of the tees yeah or the... yeah so okay the way that they're um, located in terms of i honestly think that they need more of um more input from a fe- from professional female players because a lot of times they will make fpo tee pads or we will have the same tee pad as the men but the par will be different and it doesn't make any sense Um, like it, it's just a way too soft par five or par four, or the par three is like one that nobody is birdieing. And I feel like if the top players can't even birdie it, it should, it either needs to be, um, a par four and like move the tee pad back a little bit or, yeah, I mean, there's just so many ways that they could fix it, but I feel like it's a little frustrating. Some of them do work, but some of them are kind of. Like in Vegas, I felt like the women's layout was kind of silly. Um, didn't really make like it, everything was either a little bit too far or the par fours or par fives were too soft. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Just didn't make sense. Yeah. How about, how about you? I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What was you going to say, Vanessa? Oh, I already said it, actually. I'm oh, okay. just like a, a repeater. I'll do that all the time. Um, what, what, what's your opinion on it uh, Bella I mean you can you um, both, both of you can throw way further than me and Bowen yeah. anyway or a lot of males should we say um so it's kind of I suppose the question is aimed at somebody else or yeah. begin, beginning female beginner female yeah but th- what, what's your sort of view on it I don't really I don't really know to be honest I don't think I've played enough or had a lot of experience to like know and also, we don't really often um, have separate female tees in the UK for tournaments. Usually, it's the same tee at the same par. Like, we rarely yeah. change yeah. anything. Um, sometimes for, like, the lower, like, FA3 or the juniors, they might change it. But even, like, at Bluebell, they didn't change it at all. So, no. these, like, 14-year-old girls were getting crazy over par, but they were having such <laughs> a good time. It was so sweet. Um, uh I think it should be well thought out. I think the teapad, it needs to be a good shot from either teapad. Uh, I 
there's something also, I know it's fun to get birdies, but it doesn't really matter if, because everyone's, everyone's playing on the same, same scorecard, yeah. if you know what I mean. So um, I don't know how much, especially in the UK, it really matters to change the par. I would probably say keep the par the same. And even because like you said, our, our, our um, courses aren't that long, have the women play at the same tee as the men. Yeah. And, and um, unless there is like a really good legitimate other option, uh, that's a well thought through teapot. Like Longford's got the local course in Manchester to me has good red tees and blue tees. So that yeah. was one where it made sense to start people on different tees, but if they don't have it, just don't do it. I think everyone yeah. on the same tee is fine. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I don't, like you say, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. And I think most people are going to have different, different views on it, but um, it is, it is interesting. I think going forward, like Vanessa said, I think the more input you can have on from females in the sport who have played the sport at a good level and have a really good understanding, played it for years, like to get their sort of input and experience on it. And, and that, that's the way forward, I think, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I agree. I think that's really important. What one thing I, I was desperate to ask you, Vanessa, is obviously mm-hmm. did you did you hang around on the weekend at the Champions Cup to see the end of the FPO? No, I actually after right after my round, I drove nine hours to Jonesboro. <laughs> nice. Oh. Um, the presumably, but I know about what happened. Yeah, it it <laughs> yeah. was brutal, wasn't it? Absolutely. Which part are we talking? Oh no, about? I was going to say which. Oh, yeah, which I was well, going to say yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't going to go down the controversial route, but I think okay, why okay. not? Why not? <laughs> um, yeah. we'll, we'll address the, the what what actually happened first of all. So with Christian, obviously, uh, sort of having the the forehand approach shot uh, and leaving herself just a bit too much and, and then missing. Um, it just it was dead. You could see how much how devastated she was and it was it was just heart-wrenching really watching um it it made sort of good entertainment for like a neutral but you you just couldn't help but feel sorry for her uh and i think even Paige felt a little bit like that really that she that Kristen lost it rather than Paige won it effectively but um what 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 do what what did you sort of uh i know you didn't see it first hand but what what did you sort of make of it of the the three putting? Yeah. Or four putting. Um, you know, I think um there people don't realize how much pressure there is from all different um I mean mainly the pressure that you put on yourself and you know that it's an important putt and it's for the win or whatever. Um Oops, sorry. I had an alarm set for this to know to start for the podcast, but I realized I wasn't I wasn't in Eastern time anymore. But um, yeah, I think people don't realize how much pressure there is, and even though there's like a simple putt right in front of you that you would that she would probably make like nine, eight or nine times out of ten, um, when it when you have that much pressure on yourself, it the putt, you know, it's like a hundred times harder. So I think that it's a really good thing that it happened to her because she'll grow from it and be stronger. And then the next time when she's in that same high pressure situation for like a winning putt, she'll already have that like mental toughness built from 
like breaking down the last yeah. time and then the next time she'll be stronger with it. You yeah. know, it might happen again. It might take a few times to get used to it or, you know, she might already be past it, but I think it's just all part of your growth as a player. You know, I'm sure when Paige started um, like coming down the stretch for when, uh, for her first major or second major or whatever, I'm sure she went through the same things and Katrina and everybody else. So I think it's just like a growing pain, but I think it's a good pain to have. Um, it shows that, you know, she has a really healthy, strong game and she's giving herself the opportunities. And then as time passes on, everything will just come together. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. No, I think now that, about, isn't it? To, yeah. Dealing with adversity and learning from it and, be, and becoming better for it. Yeah. Mm. That, that is so much harder though, to like, like you said, to feel like you lost it as opposed to someone else won it. Yeah, it's such a hard feeling when it's different if you feel like I played well and they they just played better that you can sort of walk away with. But if it's just sort of like your mistakes, that's where the mental game is really hard and you've got to pick yourself up and keep going with it. Yeah. 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 What would you say? Uh, I mean, I feel like. Oh, carry on. Sorry. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. Mind something something else. So don't worry. I was going to change subject. (laughs) Carry on. It's all right. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I never try to think of it that way because um, that happens every single round. You always make stupid mistakes and you're always like, oh, I could have cleaned it up easily, like four strokes for the, like I missed four short putts or, but you can like go on with that forever. But at the end of the day, like if you have a better score than me, then you outplayed me. Yeah. Like that's how I always think of it. I don't like to ever think like, um, I don't know. I feel like it's really important to take the responsibility on yourself and uh, give people their credit when they do play better than you, even though it may seem like Paige didn't play well, but at the end of the day, she did outperform and she didn't miss putts like that. You know, she could have missed her last putt, um, even though it was short for the win you know, and if she did, then people wouldn't say that Kristen didn't deserve it or whatever. Not, I'm not saying that you said she didn't deserve yeah, it. No, but, um, like it's because it's all so mental. Those little things can happen. And mm-hmm. um, if whoever has this, like everyone's skills are really high level. And at the end of the day, it's whoever is stronger mentally. Yeah. So when someone's stronger than you mentally, you have to like, you know, give it to them. Yeah. 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 Um, but okay. it also also was crappy that she had to deal with some other drama during. Yeah, that's round. big. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, was gonna say. I felt like it was super weird, honestly. Like, so would would you would you say it was? Uh, would you go on the side of uh, the person involved helping uh, Kristen out by trying not to have her disqualified from the tournament? As, which is one argument, or do you well, feel that you wouldn't be disqualified for that? It's no. just a penalty stroke, isn't it, or something? Is it a penalty? No, stroke? no. Like they would just give you a warning, like and then and then if you refuse, I'm sure you know they would take further action. But it's just like a courtesy or mm. violation. Like it, it, I don't but know also, exactly sorry. what it is. Sorry. No, I was just going to ask, is it um, that the card sort of makes that call or is it like an overall TD ruling? Because if it's the card and no one minds, I don't know how it works. No, like, I think it's um, it's just like, 
you know, like anybody could have called it, I'm sure, but it was just really, I just felt like it was really weird, a weird thing to do and kind of unnecessary or not kind of just totally unnecessary. Um, Because I mean, on anyone's level, like you can look at that. I mean, I see people do stuff all the time. Like even like the new rule where you can't pick, kick pine cones or stuff out of the way. Like if, if I saw someone and they're walk, they're like doing their walk up and while they were stepping back a pine cone, like knocked out of the way, I wouldn't like, I'm not, I feel like if someone's trying to do something to actually cheat or get an advantage or whatever, then I'd be like, Hey, you can't do that. But if there's something which doesn't affect me or anybody else, or whatever, like whoever someone's caddy is or whatever. I think it's really unnecessary to go out of your way to do anything about it. Um, I just agree. That was really weird. You you could, you could understand it if, and I feel like this is probably what the rules there for. If, if it was a a kid who was perhaps messing around or distracting Mm -hmm. other players or things like that, then you could, you can completely understand that, that, sort of rule being uh sort of acted upon but when when they're sort of behaving and just literally just carrying the bag like it just feels like come on guys it needs a bit of common sense like there's, so, there's yeah i feel like nobody ever anywhere would have said anything like yeah. no one on the card no one in the whole entire field no one in the whole entire tournament yeah would ever say anything or be bothered by it and they weren't and then it's just really weird that a third party offsite on front, like online or, yeah. you know, however she was saying it, like, yeah. li- like went way out of their way to um, say something about it. You know, I felt like that's something that you can notice and then be like, you know what? It's none of my business. Like, yeah, how Kristen dealt with it. Because I felt like she dealt with it pretty well, really. Because especially with what happened at the tournament as well, she could easily have just gone. Do you know what? Like, no, it was out of order. There was issue. It was like they weren't doing any harm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. and I, but I, sort of what I, I haven't actually seen the the uh, interview itself, but I've just I've read the interview, and she seems to be sort of quite accepting of it. Like I didn't know, uh, and obviously. I would rather be told and and we could deal with it at the time or, or whatever. And I felt she dealt with it pretty, pretty well and certainly considering the circumstances of how the event ended. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a weird one, isn't it? It's feel like, I think you get, well, I feel like it's one of those things where, yeah, it is the player's fault at the end of the day. Like, yeah, we should all know the rules and yeah. follow them and everything. But I just think it was just, outside of that i mean that is true but outside of that i think it was just really unnecessary and um i don't think that the person who did that i don't think they should have done that i think they yeah. just should have minded their own business and yeah. let the people play and don't like go out of your way to bother people during the final round of a major championship whether that's coming from a good place in your heart or bad like elaine is a super nice lady i'm sure she only had good intentions but i just don't think it was the right thing to do no no especially i think out of anything um if she is going to go that far to go out of her way to do something she should have told um 
like someone uh, like the tournament director or something, yeah. not yeah. another competitor's caddy Funny. friend. Blah, blah. Like that's just yeah, really yeah. unprofessional. And yeah. yeah, I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was out of line. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was, it was a weird one. And it, there's been, there's certainly been a lot of memes uh, <laughs> floating around yeah. on, uh, online yeah. uh, following. Yeah. But um yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the so just going back to uh, in the chains. So the team itself, um, obviously both both uh, sort of team members on the team. Really grateful to have both of you yeah. on. Both excellent players. Um, what what sort of how, how do you feel? Um, start with Bella, for instance. How how do you feel the team's gone so far? How are you finding life on the team? Should we say? Oh, it's great. I love it. Well, I come from team sports. So playing this individual sport, I was like, where are my teammates? (laughs) So it's been really nice to like, it's just so nice at tournaments to have a group of people that I know really well, I can go over to and just chat and you can have a crap round or have a good round and just go over and have a good chat with people. We had a really good time at Mendip actually. It was Florian's birthday. So my, my partner's birthday on the Friday and I couldn't come until the Saturday evening. So uh, and then all of hang, our hang on, hang on, Bella. Sorry for Vanessa's uh, reference. He plays MA one as well. Yeah. So you may you may <laughs> jump to conclusions that the reason she's playing MA one is so that she can beat her partner. Hang on, with my, uh, hang on with my. Oh, I was going to say yeah, beat my partner. That's a better answer. <laughs> I, 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 would, I wouldn't say that, but some people may say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we on, have sorry, almost Bella. exactly the same rating, so it is quite funny because we like go like this at tournaments, which is funny. Um, so. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Mendip was really fun because all of our Manchester friends ended up just dropping out of the tournament. So I like messaged Matt Lee being like, it's Florian's birthday, get a crew together, have like, get him some drinks, have, like, make sure he has a good time. And Florian arrived and he got so drunk because they played Rings <laughs> of Fire with, with Wardy. <laughs> I have never seen someone drink like Wardy drinks. It is truly impressive. So yeah, it's been super fun um, and just really nice to like hang out with a different group of people and always have like a nice group that you can go hang out with at tournaments um which has been great oh cool got a question do you both mute the whatsapp group because generally it's filled with a load of rubbish (laughs) isn't it um i don't mute it but i don't if there's like 99 plus messages i'm not (laughs) reading that (laughs) i miss so much i miss so much like when you tag me i go look at that stuff (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i actually mute all of my notifications from also like whatsapp and facebook and instagram and everything aside from my actual like phone or text messaging so whenever i i always forget that i have whatsapp before but i only see notifications if i have extra time and then i choose to go inside yeah and then i always mm-hmm. feel really intimidated when i see the There's WhatsApp. so many messages you look it'll be like 900 like, messages, <laughs> like yeah i don't even yeah. know it's what, active. <laughs> what, what I want to know, uh, Vanessa, is is in the Chains team chat more active than the Discraft team chat? Oh, yeah, uh, a thousand percent. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, there's, probably, there's probably more serious discussions had in the uh, Discraft team chat than I would have thought. Yeah, uh, but there really aren't oh too gosh. many because I think everybody's kind of intimidated to say something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, no one is intimidated in no. me in the chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so obviously we had a lot of questions, uh, Vanessa, when 
when we sort of announced you as part of the team. Uh, I know we we've spoke tons since since the first time we had you on the show. Pretty much, we've been in constant contact and we've always chatted and sort of wished you well at tournaments and things like that. Um, but a lot of people asked, how did you manage to get Vanessa to join the team? So, uh, out of all honesty, it was just out of your guys's sparkling personalities. <laughs> <laughs> and we pestered you for months as well, didn't we? <laughs> no, you didn't. I just, okay, so today I'm like, well, it's a really rainy day and I'm a little tired because it's like my first day off in like, I don't know, like 12 days. But um, yeah. I, the fir- the very first uh, time I came on the podcast, I had so much fun and I just like felt like I really connected with you guys like like friends. And yeah. then that was the- that's it. That's the only thing. Like, that's why. We, we were meant to be having beers this time around, weren't we, Vanessa? Yes, oh, we was. yeah. We was. Dang. Yeah. We're going to have to wait till the fourth time because uh, I don't have any... <laughs> I've got my oh, posh orange orange aid, but that's about it. Oh, fancy! It's probably safe that I don't have another beer. I had because I hadn't, I hadn't drunk in about eighteen months, and then I had oh, wow. about, about one and a half beers a couple of weekends ago at a tournament. And I was I was like, I've, there's pictures of me with my head and my oh, hands. On that the was table. one and a half beers. Yeah, those pictures. Yeah, look, you look slaughtered. I know. <laughs> it was one and a half pints. <laughs> Wait, so wow. do, you, do you get drunk really fast? Well, I just don't drink that much. Um, like like I say, it's probably been 18 months before uh last time I drank before oh my that. Gosh. And yeah. um yeah, I've just body's not used to it. <laughs> oh, the yeah. opposite ends of the scale from Wardy then. Oh yeah, basically, God. yeah, yeah. They yeah. even each other out though, don't they? So it's all <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Between us, so we how's... drink a normal amount. God, what was you gonna say, sir? I was going to say, how's uh, Dennis? Yeah, he's good. Is he still living over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's good. I think he's planning on coming back towards the end of the year. Um, nice. With, with with his job, it sort of allows him to sort of to move back. Uh, and but I don't think he's fully sure on where he's moving to. But he knows it's going to be by decent disc golf because he, he he only started playing when he came over here. I don't know if you remember, but he only started playing when he came over here and. Um, He's, he's adamant to sort of play tournaments and do bits and bobs like that. And I'm sure at some point he's, uh, he'll go to a pro tour event and uh, you'll probably hear, Vanessa! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so, no, but he's, he's doing really well. He actually, he played in his first, I think it was his first Masters event last week because he turned 40 not that long ago. Uh, and he, oh, won nice. that. he won the MA40 in that. So uh, against yeah. some decent competition as well. Yeah, so, against um, some really good players. So I, th- I think he's, wow, he's, nice. pretty, he's pretty pleased with that. But uh, yeah, no, he's doing well. Thanks for asking. Oh. At the little um, one day that we did, um, Dennis came over to me at the end and he was like, I beat you by two strokes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, go Dennis. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, perfect. Uh, thank you very much, uh, both of you, for spending time with us and coming on. And um, yeah, we, uh, we've we've got a good record so far with wins within the team. So hopefully we can, uh, between us all, we can uh, we can keep that going. Apart from me, apart from me, of course. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's great. Thank you very much for coming on, and um, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, obviously we'll we'll be in touch, but uh, we'll, we'll I'm sure you'll see everybody else 
out and about soon and we'll see Vanessa on the telly uh, yeah. on, some, on some lead cards, hopefully. Smashing it, yeah. yeah. I, know, I went into, while I was waiting for you to make the new meeting, I went into the WhatsApp uh, group <sighs> chat or team chat and I took a screenshot of there were 999 plus messages. <laughs> <laughs> and most yeah. of them, Vanessa, are utter shite as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. <funny>. Um, <laughs> definitely. I'll send it to you guys as proof. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. And um, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll all get around to chat uh, and have you back on the podcast at some point. That'd be great. Sounds good. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, guys. Nice meeting you, Bella. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Excellent. Perfect. Um, so yeah, so that was, we had a, we had a good chat, um, and uh, it's always nice to hear from Vanessa, and it's it's good to have Bella on uh, for the first time, and yeah. um, I think both spoke very well. So uh, it's really good. Uh, shame, shame you couldn't make it, Josh. But it was uh, you had, had such a busy week this week with all the the rock star lifestyle. Oh, but um, yeah. uh, be good to uh, to get you back on for the for interviews next time. Um, but yeah, that's that's all we uh, we have to say really. I think, isn't it? So um, we've got uh, some bits and bobs going on to the shop. We've got some new uh, grip sacks which look pretty cool. Um, so go and have take a look at those if you haven't seen them. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got some we've got some discs coming on. We've putting some orders in. Uh, got loads going on, really. Um, but other than that, we shall uh, speak to you next week. So, that's all that's left to say is keep it in the chains. Keep it in the chains. Keep it in the chains and buy more discs off us. KWITC. Condor. Thanks for listening to In The Chains. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please leave us a review. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel to view our round videos and course fly-throughs. And hit subscribe there too. Until next time, keep it in the chains.